Welcome to the good, the bad, and the horrible. A weekly podcast where OG millennials have honest and candid conversations about dating, sex, yes, butt stuff, relationships, entanglements, and everything in between. Featuring your host, Coco Jazz. I've done some really freaky stuff on Sunday. <laughs> Scarlet Prin. Pull those anal beads out slowly. This is not a lawnmower. You don't want to hit a snack. <laughs> and Svetlana Borscht Pierogi. If you are not feeding me, fucking me, and funding me, then your opinion has absolutely no weight on my life. We have a guest with us today, Lolita. Hello, everyone. Who also serves as my best friend, my BFF. Of many years. Yes. yes. I actually looked that up today because I wanted to accurately state when we met each other. It was 2015. Can was you it? believe it? Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, it's been seven time. years. Yes. It's been fun because we're complete opposites and it works, right? I wouldn't say we're complete opposites. A lot of stuff. Our tastes are opposite. That's true. But... That's a lot true. of things were very similar. In. You're right. So, anyway, so for for our audience, tell everyone: Are you a good kisser? I am. And how do you know? Have have guys actually told you that you are? Yes, I first of all think I have great lips. Ooh, which I think helps, right? When you have some plump to them. Now, what yes. makes a great lip? Well, I've always hated them, but I think as I got older, I started to embrace them. Like I never wanted a focus on them because my mouth is kind of big I feel so anyway but I think <laughs> now it hair. helps me like you know I have some some little cushion there um I did get lip injections once and Ooh, that was hard. I wanted I kind of want to do that is it I loved it I went to my dermatologist and I was like I need a change I'm going through a midlife crisis and he go I go it's either lips or boobs and he goes let's start with the lips <laughs> and I said okay and when he looked at me he said you don't even need them and he goes, what do you want me to do to them? I go, I don't know. Just make them like, like that, <laughs> you know? And he's like, okay. So he's like, we're going to do the bare minimum. And I'm like, okay. And he did it. And I remember leaving going, what did I do? Because to me, they looked so big. And so ironically, that day, my dad passed away that night, I remember. Aww. And the next day, I remember, you know, my cousins were at my house. And my cousin told me the story later. She goes, as I was leaving the house, I told my mom, I go, I think got her lips done. And my aunt goes, oh, no. Why would you say that? She was upset. She's been crying all night. She goes, no, she got her lips done. <laughs> and she goes, and they look good. And so it was just such a funny story to hear later because yeah. women notice stuff like that, you know? Mm. Um, I, I thought they looked big. But, I mean, they looked good for a while. It just doesn't last. But mm. I just like slow kissing. Yeah. I'm not like one to like, what do you call it? Mouth fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I don't like the whole saliva thing and lots of tongue. I don't no. like that. Mm -hmm. I like slow. I like um, I like licking their lips first. Like I start at the bottom and then in a circle. And I, go I do that too. Oh, That's I a lot of fun. It. Yes. yes, and then I go in for it. So guys mm -hmm. seem to really like that. So I take my time kissing because I love a good makeout session. I, I That's love like it. your favorite thing. I love a good makeout session See. because you're not crossing that line yet. And there's like a lot of tension. Yeah. So it makes it exciting. Right. It's not like you're just going to it right away. I only like it if like they're actually a good kisser, though, because like I can have sex with someone if like they're, you know, if we're, if we're yeah. there. But if they're a bad kisser, like I don't want to kiss them. So I teach them. I had a bad kisser and I said, stop. 
I can't invest that much time. Oh, I stopped him. And I said, just open. I said, just close your eyes. And I kissed him. Yeah. And that, they seem to like that. It's almost uh, like you're domineering, like you're dominating over them. So I've actually stopped him. And I said, hold on, stop. Just close your eyes. Let me kiss you. And then I do it. Because, yeah, you're right. Some guys, they just want to swallow you. And it's yeah. gross. <laughs> yeah. I had a guy once. Who literally did the mouth fucking thing? Like took his oh. entire tongue yeah, how gross. and just Saliva jackhammer. Thing. Oh. I like that. Really? You do? <laughs> yes, I do. I wait. You like it like quick? Like or I? I really sometimes it depends on my mood, right? Uh huh. Can you, you show gag? us the tongue action that no, you're like talking the, about? I like the tongue. I like when a guy just goes for it. He's like, here I am. He's confident, even though he might be a horrible kisser. But you know, okay. you can. We can work on that. Like mm-hmm. you were saying, Lolita, as far as like, wait, mm-hmm. stop. Let's take it like this. But I really like, I like, I like it when a man is confident because I'm a confident woman and I'm so used to being the one that has to tell people what to do. So it's nice when like you a man, like, I'm like, oh, okay, do I like this or not? If I don't like it, I'm going to tell you. And then I'm going to see how you respond. If you don't act right, then, hey, you ain't the one for me. But I like to actually, I like for the guy to take control. Okay, I like when the guy takes control. I love when the guy takes control. What I don't like is you sticking your entire tongue and jackhammering it into my mouth. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Say each their own. I I like it. I, I, I don't get it often. But when I do get it like that, I like okay. it. I enjoy I'll it. see if I can find his number for you, Coco. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, little... I follow the girl code. I follow the girl code now. Oh, no. If she offers him up, then that's cool. <laughs> you, no. you can have him. No hard feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I like a little bit of, of lip biting action. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. nice. I, I like, like a little bit of that. Especially when they have really nice lips. Yeah. Yeah. I think, too, it's important, though. They have to have, like, a good smile. Yeah. I love a smile. I think that's, like, the number one thing I look for. And if I see bad te- teeth really turn me <laughs> oh, yeah. off. Oh, my teeth goodness. Teeth turn me off. Yes. Let's talk yeah. about it. Let's teeth talk about really teeth. Yes. Let's. let's talk about teeth. Yes. What is up with some people think that teeth are not that important? Mm. Like, I have some people, some guys that be up in my face and I'm like, can we get some? Can we get some of that stuff taken care of? <laughs> I mean, I don't have the perfect teeth. I don't. But I mean, I had braces when I was younger, and I'm I might even think about getting them again, like even like a retainer mm-hmm. or something, because it's my understanding that your teeth do not stop moving ever. So um, I mean, I have my teeth aren't perfect, but I make sure I go to the dentist and brush my teeth regularly, and they are white. Yeah. But I don't, I've been noticing quite a few men do not seem like they, well, let me say the men that have been in in my face. Um, (laughs) So their teeth are yellow. Mm -mm. And so sometimes guys hide it. So I like one of the guys, I don't, I wouldn't say dated, but I was with, he actually had really bad teeth, but 
the way he spoke, you didn't really see them. And I think that really? helped. Yeah, like you didn't he didn't smile a whole lot, you know. So it's like, oh that that helps because I was attracted to him in all other ways. But that helps because his, the way his his smile was, it just didn't you didn't see a lot of his teeth. But when I smile or when I talk, that's that's what you see mm-hmm. our teeth. But I'm I'm with her. Like I'm yeah, oral hygiene and yeah. straight teeth, super important. But just like taking care of your teeth. I mean, having a good smile is really important. I think I mean I think that's the first thing I noticed about any guy is your yeah. smile. Yeah. Well, oh, and I toes. Uh, you gotta have good feet. <laughs> Really? Oh, really? Big, I'm a big like oh, I don't like toes. I, okay. Yeah, no, it's like their smile on their feet, like both of those. If so they, basically, you need to meet them on the beach to get it out of the way. Quickly. <laughs> no, you know exactly what you're dealing with. It's almost like that Eddie Murphy movie a long time ago. Boomerang. Boomerang. Where yeah. he's like, this girl's beautiful, yeah. and he pulls the sheets up to look at her feet, and they're like, and he crawls out of bed, <laughs> and he doesn't ever talk to her again. Like she's all beautiful, but yeah. like. I'm not saying you have to have perfect teeth. Just take care of them. Like, I don't want to see, you know, bear claws and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like you've that. torn up the sheets and right. shit. I got to right. replace them. Right. 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 Yes. Yeah. So, Hygiene in general. Hygiene oh, is yeah. important. Right. Super but important. But I don't care if they're hairy as much. Well, hair, it does, oh, that doesn't bother me. I don't like facial hair. Oh, see, that oh, doesn't bother me. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't oh, mind oh. facial hair or body hair. Yeah. On the toes? I like clean I don't, It doesn't bother me. Is it like long and curly? No, like I'm not saying I want like uh, woolly. Yeah, like (laughs) no, but I I just think I'm okay with hair. Some people don't like it at all. I had a boyfriend who shaved everything, Mm. everything. I mean, he was smooth all the time, and I'm like, okay, good. And then I dated a guy who had like a goatee, or I'm good with it all. Yeah, I don't like a lot of hair. Oh, you don't? No, No. but I like a little bit of a baby face too. So that I think that's probably what Uh. it doesn't bother me. (laughs) But I can go either way because I dated a guy that had alopecia as well, and he had no hair anywhere. Do you see? It doesn't bother me. And my cousin I love, loves bald guys. It doesn't bother me. I love a bald guy. Oh my oh. goodness. I, I love rubbing like, that head. Yeah. Hair. Bald is Hair, hot. facial yeah. hair. Like hair in any way, shape, or form is not a deal breaker for me. Hair or no hair. It doesn't bother me. That is shocking me. to me. Why? But not for me it is. I don't want it on my body. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like hair on myself, but it doesn't bother me on other people. How funny. And, but with women, I'm part, and this is probably really horrible. I'm partial. Now, some women look really good with short hair. But like, if y'all come to me like, hey, should I cut my hair? I'm always saying, nope. Nope. Yeah. I like women with long yeah. like hair. I That's agree. what I like. Longer the better. Yeah, yeah. I, I love. I so love it's long weird. Hair. Maybe I'm a double standard like anti-feminist in that respect. Like, <laughs> I, man, I don't care about hair. Women like keep your shit together. <laughs> yeah, and we all have long hair in here. We're yeah sticking to the code. Thank Lana. you. <laughs> I love long hair. I have yeah. a thing with with facial hair that I really don't like it unless it's oh, like god, super short. Beard. Oh my god, a good beard on you yeah. know the type like of well, that you and I like. T- oh Woo! yes. On some chocolate. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So I have a question for you ladies. Um, have you like discussed the type of men you like? Because I have noticed that what I liked when I was younger is completely different as an older woman. Like I am not attracted mm-hmm. to the same men I was Absolutely. at 16, 17, 18 yeah. than I am in my 40s. That's really good. That's really good. I used to really like a like pretty boys, mm-hmm. like very well manicured and, you know, the... The, the metrosexual and, and everything. what they were called Metro back sex- in the day. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, I, like, <laughs> I like to look at pretty girls, but yeah. uh, like I said, I'm strictly dick. I'll, I'll rub a booty. We'll get into that. We'll get into that a little later about my uh, my week, my recent weekend activities. <laughs> but um, but you're right. Exactly, Lolita, because um, I like a man that can re- that's really intelligent mm. and yes. that cares about his appearance yes i'm not saying you have to be in the mirror more than me but like 
just don't roll out of bed yes. and go where we're going. It's like, come on now. Can we get like a button-down shirt? I, and like some slacks. That's and what I like. Like when I was younger, like for me, I've never had like a type like a pretty boy mm-hmm. or whatever, like, or they have to have, you know, t- or like, I've never had a type I've noticed, but the mentality of what I'm attracted to has definitely shifted since I was younger. Mm-hmm. Like, what I thought I wanted in a man. Yes. In, and then, like, seeing men, or, you know, as you're growing up and you're like, oh, wait, like that, like, this is like really some immature shit. Like, this is like, but yeah. not so even the, the way they're acting. I think physically what I'm attracted to like I really dated, yeah like See? I've never really dated Mexican men and I am Mexican yeah that's like the one thing oh I, kinda, I didn't know that yeah I kind of stay away from uh-huh. that but I think a lot of it is just culturally <laughs> what this one is going over to that yeah. side and uh, I don't want this to come out sounding bad but I'm really like I was talking about how I'm just falling more in love with the culture and yeah. the food beautiful culture and I haven't dated a Mexican man before, but I, I'm definitely open to it. Well, and what were you saying as far as um, like, like when I was younger, I I dated a lot of black men. I loved a black man. And, really? Oh, yeah. And I like, learned so much about you. I, know, <laughs> I did. I, my first boyfriend was black, and and culturally that was I think a little hard at first for my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like a lot of my boyfriends were, and then as I got older, I mean, and I went to an all white school. I went to a private school, and. Okay. Then, like, as I got older, I started liking, like, white men. Then, now I'm all into Middle Eastern men. Like, my change. Really? Yeah, like, it changes. And Middle Eastern, right now, I love. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love. I I think they're so sexy. There's some really Mm good-looking Middle Eastern men in this world. This is some good good information for me Mm -hmm. because I am thinking about starting to date white men. Ooh. I think you should just try it, it all. Just try. You I, I mean, I'm open, to dating. I'm, I'm open to dating any race. I don't even date white men. <laughs> you don't? I've never, like, I in high school, like, my first boyfriends or whatever, but I've never had sex with a white man. Never. Not once. No. That is fascinating. Yeah. And you're white. I, I very yes. clearly yes. transparently yes. white. I can't even tell <laughs> I'm that. just telling yes. you, listen. I mean, it's like a preference with anything yeah. else. Like, you know, it sounds bad when you say, but no, it's a preference. Like some guys love redheads. Some girls, yeah. Know, there's guys that love whatever your style is, but I've noticed that mine's like extreme. Like it was from only this <laughs> when I was a teenager to then this. And then, but I still stay away from Mexicans. And I think part mm. of it is just because I grew up with Mexican men and the culture is very machismo. Chismo. Yeah. And, and I'm just so, so strong and independent. So different. Like my dad and I, you know, that was like different from my dad because I'm outspoken. I do what I want. I, you know, I was raised in a family where, you know, my grandma would question everything, like everything should have been the man. So it, I think I stay Mm -hmm. away from them just, and I'm not saying they're all like that, obviously, but I think it's just something that sticks with you. It's like ingrained in you at this point. Yeah. And I think some of them are really sexy, but I just can't, I don't know. Oh, yes. Really sexy. Because there's really like, there's really sexy white men, but like, I've just never been attracted enough or been able to make the connection enough to date. Oh, a white person right, right, right. it's not like oh you're white I won't date you mm-hmm. and my best friend says that all the time to people and I'm like you, you're gonna get a shot like you can't <laughs> tell people that oh she's not gonna date you because you're white like you can't do that like I need you to stop doing that but you're um, attracted to, I think the attraction has to be there yeah that's thing there's good looking white men like I'm not disputing that but I've never been able the connection part I've never been able to connect with a white with a white man in a in a way where then we could date Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Is it more mental than physical? Yeah. Hmm. Because there's plenty of good looking white men out there like Daniel Craig, baby, call me. But I've just never been able to like make that connection. I don't know. It's weird. But I think you should try to date. I mean, you'd be surprised how different you are. Like, and, and, 
like you were saying, you were thinking about it. Try it. Like, you never know. Mm-hmm. And a blonde haired, blue eyed. Oh, hell no. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. I, if I want to do it, I'm going to go all, all out. in. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, so then let's then let's get to know each other a little bit more. So, Lolita, we, we go. play games just to like, you know, see. Shake it up. Toss mm-hmm. cards out so we can all read. No, no, no. This is my thing. Oh, those are yours. Okay. No, no. Lana likes oh, I have it set up. Lana likes to. <laughs> You're going to do game. all of it. Yes. Okay. This, this is where the dominatrix Lana <laughs> comes out. No. This is my control issue coming out. Okay. <laughs> I have it set up. I have it now. We're going to do it. Okay. In case anyone hasn't figured out by now, I do have some control issues. And I'm the first one to admit it. So the I games think, are mine at this point. But okay. here's what's ironic. Is we all, all are. of us Yeah, do. we all are. Yeah. We do. We do. We're right just now. being nice right now. That's okay, all. well, continue because I'll cut you out. <laughs> <laughs> I have a system right now. I have a system. Okay. okay, so give this card. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to read it and then we associate it with whoever this goes to. Give this card to whoever's the most perverted. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking Coco gets that one. Really? Yes. Me? You You're a so? freak, girl. I am a freak. Just own your freakness. I feel like it's between you two. Really? Really? Yeah. really? We'll just leave it in the middle. Yeah. We'll come back if we okay, need to. Okay, no, make your case. Okay, well, I take the card. I, like, no, no, no. I like, feel like I'm what pretty is vanilla. Your, okay, no, I'm sorry. What is your tagline? When people first turn this on, what do you oh, talk about? about the anal pulling beads? anal beads? <laughs> Slowly. Okay, so we're going to leave. You know what? Okay. We're going to leave this right here. We're all going to own a little bit of the freak card. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right, so keep this card. If you've ever gone through a significant other's phone... Yes. No, I have not. I've never done that. Never. Uh, no. All right. So that'll be yes, between me. I and have. I have. I definitely have. Mm, okay. okay. Who is most likely to own their own sex toy company? You know, me. I'll take that one any day. I, look, I feel like that's between <laughs> you two again. <laughs> so, <laughs> mm. okay. The so. more I think about it, the more it's probably me. Because yeah. man, okay. oh man, I will give that to Coco. She's doing. Oh, she is researching. Yes, right. that's the thing that gives me the research. So this might go right there with it. Give this card to whoever is most likely to become a hoarder. Not mm. me. That is not me. I'm not taking me. that one. See? <laughs> I'm that. I hate okay. clutter. Hate clutter. All right, three more. Give this card to whoever is most likely to be carded. Ooh. Hmm. Oh, this one's the, if, hard. If, if, the late, if the lighting's dark enough. <laughs> I feel like we all could. I think it's when the lights shine <laughs> on yeah. us. It shows our age. I don't know. Coco. No. Because you have super smooth skin. Well, it, I think it depends if I have the glasses on or not. If I have the glasses on and I look a little older, well, I feel. Let, if you get braces, that helps. Yeah. I have a cousin who got braces and she said, I've never gotten hit on as much as I do in my life. The braces really <laughs> oh, help take me. Them back, take them back to yeah, the high like, school. Oh my yeah. God, but isn't that then weird? Yes. Oh, you're like fetishizing my... That's well, a whole other conversation. A, okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that was going to uh, go down that road. Okay. Give this card to whoever is the biggest workaholic. Oh, oh gosh. That I, would be all of us. I, I, uh, well, maybe not you so much. No, I, I think I have a good balance with my... I have, I'm a mom, single mom, so I always feel like I have to kind of make up for both roles. And mm-hmm. so I do a lot with my kids. And I think a lot of my off time is now spending like coaching, yeah. doing things with my girls, making mm-hmm. sure. So I think... I think workaholic just because I I know her no, my bestie Scarlet. my bestie uh, I feel like she's constant mm-hmm. but so are they you don't yeah, know um, so uh, so this is this is gonna go to Lana it is going yeah, to Lana because I think so too I be I can be sitting there chilling um yeah. like one o'clock in the morning I, and then she'll send out a text oh I'm just leaving the office I was like girl 
Yeah. Oh, it's at Lana. one in the morning. Yeah. This yeah. Week, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, at wow. least twelve. Yeah. So I'm giving this to Lana. Okay. I agree. Okay. At, at least, I'll at least, I know it. about she know she know how to have some rendezvous. No, I so, w- I would it. work late for a long time, but my health coach is reining that in and getting me set on the right track with getting sleep. So I haven't done it lately. So and I was getting good at that, but I think I'm right on the precipice of something. So that's like pushing me probably further than it should because yeah. I'm just like, yo, let's well, make it happen. And the three of us are business owners, and when you're a business owner. It never ends. No, it never ends. Yeah, like yeah. you, you always have something to do. It's yeah. not mm-hmm. like you can clock out for the day and it's somebody else's yeah. problem. It is your problem. And I think, like speaking to like with L- 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 with what Lolita was saying, like I have, a, I'm a single mom as well. But mm-hmm. like my son is 18. Oh, He's right. about to be a senior. He goes to school 25 hours a week and he works 30 hours a week. Oh, it gets easier. Yeah. I, yeah. I still have an 11 year old, but yeah. I have an 18 year old almost and she's so independent. Yeah. She does, I don't even see her, but it's my 11. And oh my I, God, I, I, yeah, I, I pay like, I have to play both roles. Yeah. And, and I so was it like, is yeah, hard. when he was that age. But I make sure. sure like, I want her to remember me being around because I yeah. do like working. Yeah. I mean, I, oh, I, I don't own my own company, but I definitely treat it like it's my own mm-hmm. and yeah. I love it. Like, I mean, on my vacation doing email and calls yeah I love working but I think I'm also pulled to where I don't want her memories to be of me always working either or for mm-hmm. her to even feel like she in order for her to be successful she has to go down that same route right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. okay last question because I think it's a good segue into something else we're going to talk about who is most likely to go on the bachelor Ooh. oh god I would love it I think this I is used, yours. you know, people used to tell me I should go on, and I was like, oh, I'm just not a, I don't like attention. Yeah. But if I have attention from, and you get to choose, that would be. Well, cool. this would be, that would be the Bachelorette, which, yes, I'm down. Sign me up. Yeah. This is the Bachelor <laughs> uh, where you're one of 25. Yeah, no, I don't think I want to fight over yeah, somebody. Like that I don't even no. know. Like, no. Okay, I, so all of us don't call us Bachelor people. We are not interested. <laughs> bachelorette, we can make it happen. Uh, right. <laughs> okay, so then that brings me to. Talking about bachelors and bachelorettes. Obviously, you've been married. I've never married. You've never been married. We know Lolita has never been married. You guys now know that. So I'm the only one in the room that's ever been been married. married. So have any of us then been on the other side of that and been the other woman? Are we taking a poll? We can. I think I know what the answer is. I have been the other woman. Okay. I'm the ex-other woman. Okay. Well, me too. I didn't mean like right now. <laughs> so, uh, so have have you ever been with somebody, had se- a sexual relationship with somebody who was in a relationship and or married? Not had sex, but I've been okay. So you have so, I've been in a relationship with someone who had a who had a girlfriend. But you, ha- you didn't have sex. No, I did not have sex. So then to me, she hasn't been the other woman. So you, it was like an emotional thing. It was like flirting, flirting, yeah, kissing. So, but just knows everything but sex. Everything, not it wasn't but sex. It was everything besides sex. besides sex. Yes, <laughs> well, no, not but sex. No, no but sex. Well, okay, and yes, I, I have been the other woman. Oh, so, so I think it's different because there's so many types of, of other yeah, woman you can exactly. be. So I, I read a lot about stuff just from my experience, but mm-hmm. you know, there's 
emotional affairs, there's physical affairs, there's one night standards, there's exit affairs, which is like a new thing when you're getting out of one relationship. You're not done yet. You're not, you're still tied to each other, but you're already, but you're already, you're already, that's called an exit affair. I'm raising my hand. There's like about (laughs) seven or eight different types and, and they all mean something different, obviously. I think, well, what's your experience as the other woman? So it's funny. I think looking back at it now, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and it's and it's an asset long after you need it, right? Yeah. But looking at, I think it was many years of it. I just didn't see it. You know, you were but, groomed. You yeah, were. Groomed. It's really hard for me because I I feel like I have owned my part in it, and so it's really hard because grooming. I feel like. I, I, I don't know. I still you're taking with accountability that. for your yeah. role in whatever it was. Yeah, I'm not saying you were victimized, but you were definitely groomed. Right. So I started as a nanny. Oh wow! Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, and I was I think nineteen. It's like a telenovela, right? So, <laughs> so uh, I met them as a nanny through a newspaper ad, and I remember um, I spoke to the husband first, actually. And he was really nice. I kind of wasn't sure if I wanted to do this because I just moved, uh, you know, to Portland. And so I was like, well, I don't know if I want to do it, but I've always loved children. And I was already working. And so I was like, you know what? I was like, I saw this ad in the newspaper once. And I'm like, oh, it's like about nannying for a little girl. And the wife was a flight attendant. So she was gone a lot. But Mm. one of the perks was being able to fly, like they would give you passes. And Ooh. I'm from Illinois. So I was like, oh, I kind of like, That's I'm nice. 19. Yeah. I kind of like this because I was going home a lot still. Uh-huh. And so that's how it started. So I, when I called him, he was really insistent on meeting me that night. And I was like, oh, I was like, well, I don't really know. And I, and you know, I was like, okay, what time? He's like seven, like, please come to the house. And I was like, okay. And I remember telling my uncle, I was like, I'm going to go meet this guy at his house with his wife. And it's like a nanny job. He's like, what are you doing? Where'd you find this information? I'm like, oh, in the newspaper. And he's like, well, I'm going to take you. So I'm like, okay. Good uncle. Yeah, yeah. good uncle. So <laughs> he, he takes me, he drops me off, he meets them. And I interview. And so his wife was a flight attendant. And so um, looking at it back now, I'm like, okay, so they were, we were really close, but I was closer to the husband. Because she was gone all the time. Which so, makes sense. Right. So it's just me and the husband and the baby. And when she was there, you know, I would be there a little bit. But then I'd work my other job. But when it would be two, three days, it was us, you yeah. know. And at the time, I didn't think anything of it. I didn't think he was handsome. I was 19. I liked boys my age. He was older. So I didn't think anything of it. And um, and so it started off like that. Anyway, after a few years, I moved back to Illinois Mm-hmm. And we were still like in contact. I, you know, I would talk to his wife. How are the kids? Like, I really adored his kids. And then he started his own business. And when he started his own business, he said, I want you to come back and work for me. He's like, I think you would be great in this role. You're so good with people. Like, you have such a great voice, like everything. And I was like, you know what? I was getting bored where I was. And I'm kind of like that. I get bored and then mm-hmm. I leave. Yeah. And so I said, okay. So I went back and ended up living with them for a while. And I knew what their marriage was like. It wasn't great, but yeah. they had problems. And it kind of started like that. So as you're working together and living together and driving to the office together mm, and traveling together, yeah. you start yeah. to like have an... And it wasn't me. He was the one that brought it up to me. And I remember being really shocked about it because he said, I have seen you grow up to be such a like beautiful woman. And you know, he's known me since I'm 18 and I'm like 26, you know? 
And I was like, oh, and it was so odd. Like, this is not right. Yeah. And coming from someone who was very black and white in my 20s and my 30s, it was hard because I knew it was wrong. And also, I uh, I was those girls that would always say I would never do that. Yeah. Never uh-huh. do that. I am a never, at 20s and 30s, I would never do that. I've never cheated. I've never this. I've never that. I always put myself on this like higher standard than everybody yeah. else. Oh, and you fall so hard when you do that. <laughs> I know. I used to do that too. Yeah. I don't want to interrupt you, but I just want to say as being a Christian, yeah. and I try to follow a good walk and do the right things. And I think because of that, I sometimes, previously, I judge people. I wasn't trying to judge people, but that's it's just like the way it, it happened. Now that I try not to judge people and just let people be who they are, and part of it is also, I think, just maturing. Yes. It's so freeing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's very, it's it very is nice just to be who you are and understand you have your faults and just do the best you can. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. And and at that time, I was actually, so I was involved in the church, in a non-denominational mm-hmm. church. Um, and I was actually dating somebody who was amazing, great guy on paper and everything. Um, I didn't know he had fallen in love with me until he told me one day. Mm-hmm. I just thought we were friends. Like, we would always go out. Yes. And one day he's like, I'm in love with you. And I remember wow. going, oh, I didn't, like, what are you talking about? So we ended up kind of getting together just because of that. But it's, I wasn't really, he looked good on paper. And mm-hmm. I feel like that was always and like what I was. this wasn't the married guy. This was no, the person so you had, I had we a boyfriend. at the time. Yeah. So just so you know, we never had sex because oh, I was wow. holding on to my like, I was holding on to. Well, I had sex years ago, okay. but I was like trying to start all over. Yeah. So we never mm-hmm. had sex. Oh, wow. And then I have sex with a married man. <laughs> <laughs> It, it totally makes sense. Right. Well, I think what was hard was, um, so, I, and I, I'll say, so it was hard because he, okay. Well, he was it, pursuing it gets, you, though. Like, he was pursuing me. Right. and aggressively pursuing you. Well, and he's also my boss. Yeah. So, so there was a power. That's hard. There was a power yeah. imbalance. Right, right. In mm-hmm. a lot of ways. And he's he's a very good looking, I mean, Scarlett has met him. He has Ooh. like a presence, you know, yeah. when you see very him. Very good looking. Very good looking, tall, uh, educated. He runs his own business. You know, there's just stuff about him that it's really hard to say no to, yeah. you know? And I remember the first time he kissed me was in the bathroom at work. And like he followed me into the bathroom. And even then I was still hesitant about yeah. it. But he kissed me and it was like, oh, you know, like you go along with it because you're like, oh my gosh, he's like my boss. And this, wait, this is so wrong. And it's like always this constant struggling or how and then before you know it like you know he's telling you things and how much he loves you and he's there for you and then he he becomes this like protective role over you and it it makes it really difficult to get out of right and then I know his wife I know his kids and Mm. you're not thinking about that you don't think that you Mm -hmm. know people are like well what were you thinking weren't you thinking no nobody thinks of the kids or even if it's the back of your mind it's still something that's like removed from you in a sense Mm -hmm. and it's not like yeah. Right. And and so I tried to do the whole like dating my boyfriend, but he knew something was wrong. And you know, it's so funny because I thought I was really good at hiding it. <laughs> I mean, like I remember thinking like nobody would ever know. Like, yeah. you know, it is, you know, I'm, I'm so good. And I'll never forget when I came back from a work trip, we were laying down and he said, can I ask you something? And I go, yeah. He goes, did something happen in New York? And I said, actually yeah and he goes did you sleep with somebody and I said I did and he goes does that guy know how lucky he is and I remember that hurt 
He wasn't oh, mad. Wow. He wasn't anything. He actually asked me to go to a counseling. <gasps> so like he really loved me and I didn't have the same. And I remember having that conversation, walking away from him and saying, I, I just need time to myself. And I walked away, never saw him again, never heard oh, from him wow. again. But it was like one of, the, you know, then I realized how much he loved me, but I didn't love him. Yeah. You know, I, I, I So I honestly, know. like that's like you actually were doing what was best for him by right. walking away from that situation. Right. And he didn't know it was my boss and he knew my boss. Yeah. Like I never told him who it was yeah. with, you mm-hmm. know. So I think that was just like trying to, you know, I really thought it was slick. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm slick. Nobody would ever know. <laughs> oh, no. Like he knew something was wrong. But it's true. I've been cheated on and I felt it. Yeah. It's an intuition that you have. You don't and you know it's going on. Right. And so I never saw him again. But then we continued our affair for a while. And then I got pregnant. <gasps> so my daughter is his Oh, is wow. a is a result of an affair. Yeah, my eleven year old. Oh wow! So when you bring another life into it, it becomes yeah. a whole another so story, a whole situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is that how the fallout happened? Yeah. So um, I I was so I was always told I was never going to get pregnant by three doctors, and okay. and at the time I was already already raising my nieces, mm-hmm. um, my sister. She had a lot of problems. She was in a bad marriage, a drug addict. So I actually had her girls. Okay. And in the middle of all this, I found out I was pregnant. And I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't had sex in years. It's I've had unprotected sex before. I've never been pregnant. Yeah. I've been told I was never going to get pregnant. I kind of accepted that. Yeah. And I think part of me was taking on that motherly role to my nieces because I had assumed I would never have children. Yeah. And I got pregnant and her due date was his birthday. Yeah. And so, wow. yeah, that was hard. I cried. I cried a lot. I remember because I was so scared, like, and more of what are people going to think of me yeah. than anything else. Yeah. So I told him and he didn't say anything. He was just like, okay, like took it in stride. Like didn't say, you know, what are you going to do? I want you to, you know, have an abortion. He didn't say any of that. Like yeah. he took it in stride. He's like, okay, that's cool. You know, let me see. And <laughs> So that kind of throws you for a loop because yeah. now he's like, you know, accepting it, you know? And I was like, okay. So then I realized really quickly, I can't stay in LA because this is going to get really hard soon. Yeah. I'm pregnant. And that's where you all were living. Yes. Cause we were all living in LA and I go, so I thought it's not up for me to tell his wife. I'm going to, that's for him to tell his wife. Yeah. If he tells her when he tells her, but I'm going to leave. So I moved to Texas. I took my nieces. I uh, was pregnant. I was like eight months pregnant, like on the plane moving to Texas. And I said, I need to get away from this all. And I I looked at it as my only opportunity to have a a child, but it was hard. I remember telling my mom I was pregnant and she actually told me to lie to people about whose it was because she was so embarrassed. Oh, Oh, wow. So like, that's just to show you the kind of family I grew up in was, you know, what people thought of us. Yeah. Like that's more important than your right. own health and security right. and mental health. Right. Yeah. And I remember thinking, well, you know, I could say I got pregnant by somebody in New York, like a one night stand. Nobody would ever know. Like I, re- but I was like, I'm not doing that. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I was honest with people from the beginning as far as friends and family. Yeah. Um, but what was hard was she eventually found out and oh, wife. that was awful. Yeah. So ha- what happened oh. when she found out? So after, right after I had her, he came to visit me and the baby. He was there, like saw her and met her and went back and he still hadn't told her. Wow. And then he 
okay, iPhone can catch a lot of cheaters. iPhone is really good at that. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. I've, heard, yeah. I've heard about that. Yes. Good old so, Apple. Mm-hmm. Good old Apple. So when you connect your iPhone to the computer, it usually <laughs> does a backup of yeah. everything. Uh-oh. So there was a voice memo that he had sent me. And she, I think she must have known something was going on. Yeah. And so she was looking. Okay. And she found a voice memo and then she put two to two together, like something's going on. So when she found out, I mean, she was, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to do this, that, of course. So, but she didn't know how to baby. She just thought we had slept with each other. She didn't realize it was like a relationship for a while. Mm -hmm. And so even in all that, she had no clue. I still had a baby. And so I think she found out in like October about, I don't remember. It was like during the fall. And And how old was your baby? She was a few months old. She was born in July. So three or four months. And then during Christmas, I guess like supposedly according to what he says, like on Christmas Eve, he's like, hey, shows her a picture of a baby. And he goes, that's my baby. On Christmas Eve. It was like what right was before the thinking? holidays. Wow. Oh yeah. Because he had already been like supposedly sleeping in the other room. And they're obviously. That's still a dick yeah. move. I, it was around the holidays. And I think yeah. he kind of told her just like, I mean, for, I don't know how, but I just remember he just showed mm-hmm. her a picture and said, that's my baby. And um, that's how it came out. So, but now we're here 11 years later. So it's hard. I mean, I mean, it, it is hard. I think part of it is the shame you feel. Because it was years of shame for me. Yeah. I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want other people to really talk about it. Like, I wasn't lying about it, but I also didn't want to talk about it. because It wasn't public mm-hmm. information. Yeah. Right. And then because of her, because of my daughter, yeah. I don't want people to know that. They can, people are, kids are mean. Yes, And they are. I don't want them to use that against her. Yeah. But I actually told her the truth um, when she was about seven because she was putting two to two. You know, wow. like. So, why does my dad live in California with his wife and his kids mm. are older, but I'm younger than his kids. Yeah. So she started asking questions at like seven, eight. Yeah. And she started, you know, putting it together. And I I'm, always say like kids are a lot smarter than we give oh them credit gosh. for. Yeah. yeah. But she knew she's like, this doesn't make sense. He, I have older sisters, but I'm the youngest. So to her, he should be with me, not with the older sisters. And so Scarlett, she knows that I finally told her and I said, I need to tell you something. And I told her the truth. And I remember she goes, it's okay, mommy. Everybody makes mistakes. And I go, oh yeah. And I go, but you're not a mistake. I go, I am so blessed and so happy to be your mom. And I just love you lots. And I go, but I don't want to lie to you about something like that. Cause I don't want her life feeling like it was based on lies. Yeah. Because in a way, our family grew up like that. You know, nobody was truthful with what was going on. So I did do that. And I remember one horrible fight I had with the uh, his wife was she, she I think she, something happened where she's like, well, your daughter doesn't even know. Or I don't remember how it happened. I said, no, my daughter does know. And she goes, bullshit. You would never tell your daughter that. I go, no, I did. Because I knew it was going to come out eventually. Yeah. Whether it's from her, whether it's from her daughters. Mm-hmm. whether So she already knew. And I remember thinking, like, it doesn't matter what I say to her. She will never believe me. Yeah. Ever. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, and even questions. It's like, you know, she doesn't know 
details. She doesn't know how long it was. Even now, I don't think she realizes how it was. I mean, I have emails and text messages and gifts and flowers being sent, all these things that he did. And she has no clue about it. But it doesn't even matter because even if I told her like, hey, he pursued me, she looks at it. you're, You're at fault. Right. She looks at it like I pursued him. And she even said it once, like, you took advantage of him during a vulnerable time. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember thinking, yeah, and I remember thinking to myself, wait a minute, I'm the one that just took on four nieces. I'm the one that was going to school full time, working full time. I was the one who was vulnerable. He he knew that. And that's where he stepped in and tried to help me and protect me. And what can I do? And do we need to hire a lawyer? But in her head... It's never his fault, you know, and and that's the, that's a crazy thing with me. Like when it comes to you know, if, if 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 someone cheats, it's like if if a man cheats, and like in most cases, the woman always goes after the other girl. Like I'm sorry, like you, ma'am, just did me a favor. Right. Like he knows that he's in a relationship. Mm-hmm. He knows what we're talking about or what we're pursuing or what we're doing. Even if she does come in and if she knows that and physically is like you know pursues him, that's still his fault. For right. allowing it to happen. I'll never go after another woman. If you take my man, have him. Yeah. You like you literally did me a favor. And I don't understand that. Like with other women, like you're gonna keep him and protect him and put him on this pedestal. And I get that there's kids involved, but still like you're gonna blame everybody else but the person who actually had the most control over whether he put his dick in somebody else. Right. Right. That yeah. baffles and, me. And I think what's hard too is like if you know him, vulnerable is not something you would think he is. <laughs> no. He is a guy who gets what he wants and when he wants it, he's gonna get it. Yeah. You know, like that is not him. Like if he really wants Poor it. And so, tink, tink. so yeah. So I think I think that's like, you know, I just remember when she said that and I'm like, okay, I was like, wait a minute. I was the one first of all, I'm eleven years younger than him. I was going through stuff. I'm not saying I'm mm-hmm. making excuses, but let it be known. I was the one that was being pursued, but in her the way in her narrative, it's all my fault. You and know? I, mm-hmm. that's how she chooses it. Like that's yeah, how and she I'll never change it. And and accept, that's why I yeah, don't talk to her. It. I don't. You know, she likes to text me, and I think she wants me to come back to her and be angry or or start texting to, I, you. Yeah, like we've gotten in some text. Yeah, she'll say, yeah. You know what she does? She tries, which I get it. I hurt her. I'm not taking that away. Mm-hmm. And I hurt her children. You know, she trusted me. I was her nanny. I understand that. I think what she wants from me is, um, how do I say this? She tries to make me feel really bad about myself. And on one text message to her, I remember saying, "Any." she calls me a whore. She calls me oh, all kinds wow. of stuff. And I even told her one time at one point, like very, I don't act with emotion with her because she's very emotional and just mm-hmm. goes on and on. I remember responding. It took me a day, I think, or a night to think about it. But I responded going, it doesn't matter what you say to me or what you think of me. I have actually thought those things about myself. And even worse than you can imagine. Yeah. So it's like, but I've owned it and it's it, I moved on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So owning it and moving on has helped, um, but it takes time. It, it really does take time because I still, you know, I'm more open to talking about it with people that I trust. If I feel there's some kind of judgment, then I kind of like go back to, yeah. oh, this that is why sense. I don't yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I don't want to feel... I've done a lot of stuff in my life and I don't want to be remembered for that. Well, and we've Mm -hmm. all done shit. Like, that's the thing. Like, I always say, like, we're all criminals. We just all haven't got caught. Like, period. (laughs) We've all done shit that that is wrong. And I think a lot of people find, like, they make themselves feel better by picking out 
the same shit that they did two weeks ago. Oh, they know you did it. So let me attack you for it. Yeah. Even uh-huh. though their hand is 10 times dirtier. But I think what's hard is I still have friends in my life now at 40 who are very black and white and who actually have, I mean, really are great and have not done those kind of yeah. things. And, and it's hard to relate to that them. That you know of. Well, that I know of, but, but, but I mean, what, I don't think they're all like, like us. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think there are people who Damn. are straight, straight in, in yeah. on the no, straight absolutely. path. I really do. I just think it's hard to relate to them because they've never had to step out and actually, they know, it's like, you can't relate to somebody when you've never been there. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I have friends who are really, I mean, I look up to in their marriage and how they've been and how they handle themselves like with integrity, yeah. you know, and who actually can step back and say, I haven't done that. I'm not saying they won't in the future, but till now they haven't done it. Mm-hmm. And so it is kind of like you kind of go back in the shell when you start talking about it and you see people's reaction. Yeah. Or I might read into it a little bit more than I should because I'm like, oh, is that like a judgment thing? You yeah. Know? It might just be like pure like surprise. Like, oh, well, that's how that happened versus like, oh, you dirty whore. Like right. that kind of thing. <laughs> right. I get surprised yeah. a lot, especially on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. and, and, and I think freeing is talking about it. Um, yeah. I think I learn more about myself in the situation the more I talk about it uh, because I don't think I saw it the way I see it now. I mean, there was a power um, imbalance, imbalance, right? Um, you know, he definitely pursued me. I, grooming's a hard one, but, you know, it, when you look at it, I think there were things there. Um, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's still hard. I struggle with it. There's some days where I'm like so great about it. I'm like, oh, so what? Like, yes, I did it. Yes. And then there's some days where I'm like, oh, like just for my daughter. I think it's just because yeah. I had a baby out uh-huh. of this, you know, and it's hard for her to understand that because she feels, I don't even know what she feels. She may hate me one day, yeah. but she struggles with it because she doesn't feel like she's good enough for him. She feels mm. like she's kind of an afterthought. Mm. Um, he was in her oh. life for a very long time. Every few months he'd come visit her and then lately it's kind of stopped and mm. that she takes it personal. And I tell her, I go, he's this is the way he's always been. But so that's that's been hard. I don't speak to him anymore at all. He has a really... It's like I think I'm over him and then he'll start doing stuff and it's really hard to get away from it. Yeah. Um, so that's been difficult because you tend to fall back into it because you don't want to believe. I don't know. It's almost like you want to believe it was real. And he says it was real. I mean, he says like he's never loved anybody like he's loved me, whatever. Uh-huh. But you don't know that. Yeah. You know? And I think it's just hard understanding. Was it real? Because I have friends who'd be like, he really loves you. And then there'd be other people like, no, he's just, you know, you're just the other woman. And so it's hard to like, was this real? And if you talk to him, he says it is. I don't know. You know, it's hard. It's like, it's almost like if, at least if it was real, then it was all worth it. Right. Or it was all for something. Right. But then if it wasn't real, it's like, well, damn, you were played or you were taken advantage of or whatever. And like, I would take it and I, because I've been in a very similar situation. I, I took it as like this, like it was a lie. Like I compromised myself for this person that I was in love with and the whole time it was a lie. And so then it's like me, cause I'm very hard on myself. It's like, well, why were you dumb enough to not see through that? I, I think my, all, my takeaway, one thing I've always say now is never say never. I, I yeah. found myself in never situations <laughs> yes, and I yes. do it. Yeah. Also, as the older I get, I, I learned this from my, my, my current boss who I am not sleeping with. <laughs> Um, no, he's, he's a great mentor, but he says the older you get, the less you're going to care. And and it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah. I don't care as much. So if people were to say, you know, it's like even when she says things to me or sends me text messages, I, I completely changed my numbers. So she can't even get a hold of me now, which That's is great. Good. But even if she says something to me, it doesn't have that like stabbing effect that it did at the beginning. But 
I, you know, I remember driving around with her because she was, she was hard. I was a single mom and, you know, I really wanted to do it all by myself, plus raise my nieces, plus had my parents living with me. And I remember wow. there was one night where she, she didn't sleep well. And I was like, I'm just going to drive around because she was crying all night. And I remember thinking how, what an easy out I could have right now just to crash this car and kill us both. Oh. That way we don't have to deal with any of this because I knew wow. it was going to get bad. This is yeah. before her, his wife knew. And I just remember having these type of thoughts where you do feel like, you know, branded and yeah. that's going to be your reputation that you have. No matter what. Yeah. Right. And, and so, and what I think too is finally telling my friends who I had kept a secret from, mm-hmm. you know, most of my friends were so amazingly loving on me and uh, accepting and just kind of like loving on me. They didn't ask questions. They just hugged me and cried with me when I found out. Cause I, it didn't come out until I was pregnant. Had I never gotten pregnant, I don't think anybody would have known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's the reason it came out. I think I could have moved on and then it would have always been the secret, you know? But I remember I had one friend I told and she's like my best friend from childhood. And I think that's where I saw that I, I feel like I can't tell everybody. I, she was more concerned about the way she looked with, with them because she had just stayed at their house than what I was going through. So mm-hmm. it was like, what do you mean you were sleeping with him and you're pregnant? Oh my God, I stayed at their house. What do they think of me? Because she is that black and white, I don't do anything wrong kind of person. And I remember- nothing to do with you, but sweetheart. It, but it was, <laughs> in, in that moment, it was about her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking no. like, oh, I don't, I, I don't feel, like then I realized I can't just tell everybody this. Yeah. That's when I became really guarded. And she apologized. She said, I took to my husband. He said, I just need to be there for you. And she did, but I just, her reaction was, well, how do I look? Because yeah. I'm your best friend. Yeah. And that was like hard for me when I, you know, and I, I think I, I kind of keep a lot from her now because I'm afraid of that. But, but I, you know, she makes comments now. And, you know, I think like as she gets older, she's less judgmental too. And I think it comes with age. You yeah. see it all. You hear it all. You don't know everybody's story. Yeah. But you either I, get really judgmental or like nothing bothers you. <laughs> right. Right. And I mean, I hear, and I have another friend who's an extremist who does Cra- like you, you, you can't even imagine the stuff she does. And I just listen to her. I don't judge. And that wasn't me. In 20, 30s, I would have been like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why mm-hmm. are you doing that? You shouldn't do that. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And so I'm at like an age where I don't give a fuck what you do. Yeah. <laughs> tell yeah. me about it because I need, you know, I want to like, you tell me what's going on in your life. My life is filled with drama. You tell me about your life. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think Scarlett's helped me a lot, like kind of go through it because she, you know, has she's very truthful to to where it's almost shocking if you're not used to it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard. I remember like when we first first met, she told somebody about my affair with a guy she was trying to hook me up with. And I remember that's like the only thing I think I was ever upset with her about. <gasps> yeah, you and can't I was do that. Like, that's not for you to tell people. Yeah. Like and she was like, what's the big deal? Like, you know, that was like, and I remember I was really upset about that because to her, it's like everything's an open book. And I said, no, not everything's an open book. Yeah. But part of it was because I was still in that that stage where I, I wasn't ready to share that, you know? And mm-hmm. if only I, if I feel comfortable with you, I do. But I remember it was like this honesty thing. But the more I get to see it, it's freeing, to be honest. Right? It really, it is. really is. I agree. Yeah, I yeah. see it through her and the way she handles. I mean, granted, it's not always what you want to hear, but it is freeing. Mm-hmm. And I think understanding that is now I appreciate it. And I'm learning how to do that with family members now is being honest. Even, mm-hmm. if, you know, I just had a recent conversation with a sister and I said, can I be honest with you? And she's like, yeah. I was like, that, I don't want to hang out with you. It doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> and she was like... Okay. I want to take that line. I want to take that line. And and she, I remember she goes, 
okay. And, and it's not something we're used to in yeah. our family. And I said, listen, I, I love you. I just, that doesn't sound fun. We are not the same. We have very different lifestyles. Um, you know, you're, but you're my sister, but that doesn't sound like fun to go on vacation with y'all. It, and she was taken back, it. you know, and I, I told it. her, I go, I was never like that. You know, never. I think I always try to, you know, keep everything together and put a face on. And now I'm like, okay, either you like me or you don't. Exactly. Yeah. And, and but that's a hard place. To, I mean, it takes years to get yeah. there. It took it took me literally till 35 to get there. And it was me starting my business. And, oh. I, and it was me starting my business and saying like, okay, this is like, I'm either going to succeed or fail 100,000% on my own. So if, if that's the case, like I have to be 100% myself and authentically me. Right. And you either like it or you don't. Because if I'm not myself, if I'm second guessing or if I'm trying to put on front or put on airs to do whatever within my business, then if it fails, I always have to question right. that. So that's what made me be like, look, take it or leave it. And there's still some things that I don't that I don't share. Like there's still things about my past that like y'all don't mm-hmm. even know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I will share, but it, it's like stuff mm-hmm. that is like literally what we talk about here. But I think having the people in your life, whether it's friends or family or whatever, that you can be 100% bluntly honest with. Yes. And the people on the other side can receive it not in, even if it hurts, like mm-hmm. it might hurt for a minute or it might like it really causes you to pause and think about yourself or think about, okay, well, what did I at least do that could make them think that? Having those yeah. relationships to where you can have those honest conversations, I think are what kind of make us better people even through all our bullshit and all the crap that we've been through. Like yeah. you have to have people in your life who can check you, but then also love you at the same time. Yeah. No judgment, no checking, just like, Bitch, you're being mean. Of course, like but, I, but, but when you grow up in a family that high, yeah. you know, it's such that's a how, hard yeah. thing to break because that's my and that's what I'm trying to turn with my daughters yep. is being honest about everything. That way they can't, yes. you know what? At least my daughter knows, right? And she can't say I lied to her about it. Exactly. You know? And so I think that makes me feel good, but I'm really honest about the girls. I'm trying to be more, because I'm so hardened by everything that's happened, is yep. I've always been really strong. I think I'm trying to show more emotion because they don't see that a lot. Like kindness. I am. No, I'm really. No, I'll do whatever. I'm a kind person. Okay. But I think it's like when I feel sad, I don't show it. Yeah. I don't like to cry. It's just not who I am. I Like when my 17-year-old cries, I'm like, why are you crying? I don't understand. Like, I'm just not that type of person. And I'm trying mm-hmm. to be like listening better and trying to go, okay, what's wrong? Just, but I'm not an emotional person. I never have been. Um, yeah. I, I, in that sense, I've been told by a lot of people that you're almost like a guy, you know, I, yeah. I kind of break it off and I move on. I don't yep. think about it. I don't sit there and cry. Very, very few things have really affected me. And usually it has to do with the kids or my family. But I think as, as I've gotten older, I'm trying to really analyze myself and figure out like, what kind of person am I? Cause I thought I was this person from 20 to 30. Mm-hmm. And I really thought I knew who I was. And like, yeah, I did. <laughs> what did I we know like, in our twenties? Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. that's literally nothing. <laughs> but you know, you think you know everything. Yeah. So, you know, you think you know who you are mm-hmm. in your 30s. And now I'm like, in my forties, I'm like, fuck, what, who am what I? What the fuck was I thinking? Yeah, yeah, no, but even who am I now? Yeah. What do I like? What do I want? Mm-hmm. Even that. And I'm still in my forties. Like, yeah. You, I mean, people by now have it together. No, that uh-huh. means you got another 50 years to figure it out. Like, like, that's, that's all right. that means. That's right. So that is the silver lining of today's episode. Even if you fuck up at 75, you still got another 15 to 20 years to go. figure it out. That's right. I don't know if I want to live that long. <laughs> I do. do I'm going to terrorize some people. <laughs> I'm going to be a bad grandma. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be that grandma. Here's to long life and lots of good makeout sessions. Yeah. Thank you for listening. 
please make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast channel. And if you love this, don't forget to leave a rating and review. To connect with us and ask questions, visit us at goodbadhorrible.com.